0: Hello everyone, I am your host DJ and as always I will be making the complex understandable. It's time to finish our talk about the funds in the Thrift Savings Plan. Today I'm going to discuss the L, that is Lima, fund of the Thrift Savings Plan and the India I fund. The L fund is a composite fund and the India I-Fund is the international fund of the Thrift Savings Plan. Don't worry, I'll make it easy for everybody. And I'll even give you references that you can use to help you further understand what's going on with these funds and make it real easy. So, nice and simple for us all. As always, I'm going to be heavily quoting from and paraphrasing from those references So, be prepared. So, let's dive right into the pool. Let's go to the iFund. This is one of those funds that probably causes the most confusion for people because it is composed of companies that are outside of the United States. Believe it or not, despite the fact that these companies are in other countries, they are trying to do the exact same thing that companies in the U.S. are trying to do, and that is make money. So whether they are Mercedes-Benz or Apple, so whether they're a German company or a U.S. company, they are trying to do the exact same thing and that is make money if they are successful and you have shares in their company then you can share in part of their success that is part of what being a shareholder is all about so that's that's how you play the game here the i fund is the international stock investment index fund i inverted that a little bit, but you get the idea. It offers investors the opportunity to earn potentially high returns over time by investing in... Ah, my eyes got crossed checking my notes there, sorry. It offers investors the opportunity to earn potentially high returns over time by investing in the stock of developed countries outside of the United States. Now, did you catch the key word in that last statement? Developed countries. Yes, that is right. The iFund is composed of first world countries with functioning economies. It is not backwater nations with rampant inflation or or countries using human heads as currency, or anything like that. By law, the iFund must be invested in a portfolio designed to track the performance of an index of common stock representing international stock markets outside of the United States. This portfolio imitates the performance of an index fund called the Europe, Australia, and Far East Index. This fund is composed of 446 companies in 15 European countries and 482 companies in six Australian and Far Eastern companies. So you've got over 900 total companies in 21 countries making up this index fund. Got a lot of companies here in over 20 different countries. So for a list of those countries, you can... Download the the fact sheet in the show notes for the iFund. It's it's actually quite interesting. Uh, It doesn't have a list of the individual companies. For that, you would need the EAFE index fact sheet, which is not on the TSP website. You'd have to actually find the information on that index fund. And, in fact, I'm going to dig that up and post it as well, just for giggles. But that's something I'd like to know as well. So, moving on. You'll find that fact sheet posted in the show notes at rcretirement.com. Also, keep in mind that the companies in the the EAFE and in the iFund are large companies. They are not fly-by-night organizations that will be gone next week. Well, usually. You never know what might happen, really. Hopefully I didn't just ruin something. I bumped my microphone and, well, hopefully hopefully, something didn't go cuckoo. All right, so anyway, the iFunds return on investment since its inception on 1 May 2001 was 5.25%. Now, that seems low, and that's because of some very extreme highs and lows, mainly a catastrophic drop in 2008. We all remember what happened in 2008 worldwide. That wasn't just in the United States when there was this drop. That was a worldwide dropout. That was... You know that was a almost like a world not almost that was a worldwide um, earthquake that happened and it took the bottom out of a lot of things the iPhone suffered greatly so the the overall performance of the iPhone suffered tremendously in fact you can see it even more in the 10-year performance as i've said when you look at the performance of a fund don't look at the total lifetime look at the 10 year or 5 year performance the 10 year performance of the i fund is 2.23% that's as of 7 or as of 31 december 2017 i'm not going to tell you what the one-year performance of the iFund is because it's going to make everyone excited and they're going to want to jump into it because of short-term gains, and that's misleading. If that's what you want to do, that's your money. You can do what you want. But I'm not going to be the one that makes you do that. Of course, I would be remiss if I were to say that investments are without risk. I, In fact, I'm probably the one that harps more than anybody that says they are almost... I probably say more than anybody that investments are risk. They are a great deal of risk and you should be incredibly careful almost to the point of being risk-averse. You know, that's that's an oversimplification really. I am not a risk averse person. I believe that you should have all the information is really what I'm trying to say. But sometimes it can come off as being overly cautious. So don't take what I'm saying here as being trepidatious or, or over, To to repeat myself, overly cautious, just take what I'm saying as trying to give you all the information you need to make an informed decision. As I have said so many times in the past, you need the right information in order to be able to analyze your position and go into any situation with the right information in order to know what you are facing. And if you're going to gamble with your money, you need to know what could happen when you do so. All right, so enough of that. Let's move on to our next fund. The next fund for the Thrift Savings Plan is the L Fund. Now we come to what is either the easiest fun to understand or the hardest. And for this, I am going to go extra slow. You can decide whether this is easiest or hardest for you to understand. And since there's so much information, uh, and like I said, I'm, I'm going through so much info, I'm going to go extra slow here. Because this can get kind of weird so I even had to read through the information several times and, and I know this stuff I'm not trying to belittle the people watching this but I do understand this and even trying to boil it down to simple terms sometimes can be can be difficult. So, let's just see how things go. Alright, so, moving on. The L fund, which is actually a composite of G, F, C, S, and I, are targeted targeted funds. They have dates on which they quote-unquote mature. And on those dates, they are no longer trying to gain money. They are trying to simply hold on to the gains they have. And that is all for them. So, at that point, they just want to hold on to the earnings they have, and that is all. So, in the beginning of the life of the fund, they are only... or they are trying to aggressively earn money, not as aggressively as some might like, you know, 6 to 8% at the most. In fact, 8% would be very aggressive for them. And for the funds getting closer to their maturity date, they are slowly ratcheting back so that they can hold on to the earnings they already have. In fact, the closer they get to their maturity date, the closer they get to 4 or 3% of earnings so that they can, like I said, hold on to the earnings that they've, they've accrued in the past. And again, you can look at the fact sheet for the L Fund, the Life, the life Cycle Fund, to get a, a visual idea of what I mean here. In fact, for the sake of time, I'm actually going to not talk about a lot of what I have in my notes, because for the radio program, I'm not going to be able to, to fit it all in here. For for the podcast or the YouTube channel, I could, but that's actually going to make it a very long episode. and. Even if I could make it simple, the sheer length of the program might might not hold the audience. I don't want to bore people with information. So for those of you who are interested, I've got fact sheets in the show notes. You can check those out. So I'm going to go through the synopsis, and you can see... You can, you can hear what the short version is and then you can read the fact sheet for the longer version. Alright, so when I say targeted funds, what I mean by that is you've got a year, a target year. Let's just say 2040. So that's the target year for the fund. That is when the fund matures. At that point, the fund becomes what's called an income fund. It is no longer trying to earn money at an aggressive rate. It's just trying to hold on to what it earned in the past and maybe generate a little bit of income, let's say 2 to 3%, and that's it. And all of the life cycle funds eventually become an income fund once they hit their target date. In fact, the closer they get to their target date, the more like a life cycle income fund they become. So that's the ultimate destiny of a life cycle fund, is to become an income fund. So just keep that in mind. They will all become this eventually. And a new targeted fund will take their place. So right now you actually have life cycle 2020, 2030, 2040, 2050. Eventually, you're going to have five-year funds as well, 2025, 2035, 2045, because the blended retirement system has come into play, and you're going to need more life cycle funds to take care of this greater population of service members who are going to be investing in the thrift savings plan. So you've got to have this greater pool of life cycle funds available to take care of them and the greater pool of money which will be coming in as a result of their investments. Alright. Like I said, the life cycle funds are a composite of the G, F, C, S, and I and as the fund matures, the fund goes from a higher proportion of C, S, and I to a higher proportion of G and F and a smaller proportion of C, S, and I. So there's still an amount of C, S, and I, but a much, much smaller proportion. So you can still earn a little bit of those, but not as much. And it's more C and, correction, it's more G and F check out the fact sheet to learn a lot more. Alright, so let's uh, go ahead and call it a day for now. Uh, For those of you on YouTube, I think that if you have not already done so, uh, see, I always do it. Then you need to go right here and click that subscribe button while you still can because the video is still playing. And once it stops, well, you're going to have to subscribe on uh, another manner, another method. And how boring would that be? Because then you don't have me here to pester you and say to do it. And that's no fun. You've got to have, you know, the big bald guy saying do it. Otherwise, it's not as entertaining. So, again, thank you for being part of this audience. Thank you for being on the YouTube channel. Thank you for being a podcast listener. Thank you for being part of the radio program. Whatever manner you listen to or consume this information, thank you very much. And please join me next time. Thank you for your service. And have a great day. Until then, thank you. Have a great day.